Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Morning Pre-Market Podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday the 11th of October and for the day, scores on the doors. Don't forget this is general advice only, so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor, etc. But scores on the doors last night, we had the Dow Jones falling 94 points or point. 32 of a percent lower. We had a high of the day of 189 up and a low of 286 down. So a relatively tight range for the US market given the volatility and the falls we have seen recently. But the Nasdaq down another 110 points or 1.04%, 10,542. And the S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, down 0.75%, 27 points to 36.12. That VIX volatility index, though, picked up big time last night, up 3.5% to 32.45. Against this backdrop, ASX 200 futures, SPY futures up 12 points, having fallen 95 points yesterday on the ASX 200, 1.4%. We're up 12 points today, 0.18%. So a little bit of relief uh, that the Dow probably wasn't worse than some had imagined it could be. Over in Europe, modest losses there. Stock 600 down 0.4, FTSE down 0.5, France down 0.5, and Spain down 0.4. So nothing very exciting there uh, coming out of Europe. In the US, though, a disappointing start to the week. Uh, once again, policy tightening and geopolitical risks weighing on sentiment, uh, certainly coming back into focus after that uh, terrorist, according to Vladimir Putin, attack on the bridge in Crimea. Uh, we have seen more shelling in Ukraine, which obviously uh, puts a different spin on things and makes uh, ratchets things up a little bit. We also saw Philadelphian Stock Exchange Semiconductor Index falling 3.5% yesterday. It closed at its lowest level since November 2020. Fresh U.S. curbs on China's access to American technology adding to a disappointing start. Of course, earnings season kicks off this week. We also have a huge amount of uh, Federal Reserve uh, chiefs and uh, various different talking heads speaking in the next few days. Lael Brainard was out uh, last night talking about uh, a case for caution, noting that previous rate increases were still working through the economy. Meanwhile, Chicago Fed President Charles Evans said the Fed needs to quickly get to a level where policymakers can feel comfortable pausing in order to reduce the risk of overshooting. Uh, the U.S. cash market was closed for Columbus Day. Of course, inflation numbers out Thursday, CPI numbers out, and we do get J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, BlackRock, Delta, uh, Wells Fargo later this week. IMF World Economic Outlook happening at the moment. Uh, we've got the Bank of England's Andrew Bailey speaking Tuesday and FOMC meeting minutes on Wednesday. So plenty going on this week. ECB Christian Christine Lagarde also speaking this week. So uh, lots and lots happening this week on the macro front, that's for sure. In terms of US stocks last night, 
Uh, the tech stocks under a little bit more pressure. They were down that 1%, 110 points, 10,542. We saw Apple up 0.24%, Meta up 025 Google down 0.8%, Microsoft down 2.1%, Amazon down 08 Tesla pretty much unchanged, Twitter up 2.4%, US banks are modestly easier, Citigroup the worst of the bunch down 1.4%, JP Morgan down 09 and Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was down 1.4%. Also saw last night US car makers uh, falling quite heavily. Um, there was uh, a number of Wall Street analyst predicting earnest earnings will fall steeply next year. Ford was down nearly 7%. General Motors down nearly 4%. And Rivian Automotive uh, was down as well after uh, the automaker said it would recall about 13,000 vehicles it delivered to customers after discovering a minor structural defect. So not particularly good news there. In commodities last night, we saw Brent crude down at 2.3%. A little bit of uh, IMF gloom infecting the global outlook, perhaps. But uh, oil had been a bit of a winner. And uh, coming back to earth with a bit of a thud last night, down 2.3% for Brent crude. 95.64, WTI down 1.6%, or $1.47 to 91.45. Gold price under pressure again as the US dollar pushed higher. Uh, the Aussie dollar actually under 63 cents, 62.97, and the US dollar index was up 0.31% again. So that uh, US dollar pushing higher, pushing gold back down 1.62%, $27.50 to 16.67. In other commodities, copper was up 1.3%. The rest of them were pretty measly down. Uh, nickel down 0.5%, aluminium down 2%, zinc down 0.4%, lead falling like the proverbial down 3.4%, but Tun had a good night up 3.6%. In commodity stocks, BHP in ADR terms was pretty much unchanged. Rio was 0.28% better. Uh, they were a little bit better yesterday on the iron ore price. Uh, we did see iron ore pricing as China resumed uh, up around 2.6% in um, in Asian trade. Freeport McMoran down uh, rather, sorry, up 1.1%. Alcoa down 0.4%. Tech down 0.8%. Al Anglo down 0.8%. Glencore unchanged. Vale down 2.3%. And Arbemile, lithium's uh, poster child, I guess, in overseas markets anyway. Arbemile up 2%. So doing better there. In other news last night, coming out of the UK, UK bonds slumped again. Uh, we saw 10 years at 4.458%. Uh, the backstop that the Bank of England is trying to reassure markets with doesn't seem to be working. Extending emergency measures and the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Kwasi Kwarteng, has brought forward the date at which he will deliver his much-awaited fiscal strategy. Uh, this has been brought forward two or three weeks, uh, which is obviously not a particularly great sign. And um, another backflip, it looks like, from uh, the UK's new Prime Minister, Liz Truss, on uh, social welfare payments. But anyway, we'll see how that goes. But 30-year borrowing costs rose above 4.5%, and the pound fell for the fourth day. And Europe-wide, the stock 600 has now fallen more than 3% in the past four sessions. In other news last night, Ben Bernanke has won a Nobel Prize for Economics. Jim Chalmers, our new um, treasurer, 
says global recession, more a probability than a possibility. And plenty happening on the economic front today. Lots of data coming out to keep us on our toes. We have the, uh, the Australian Financial Review Energy and Climate Summit Day 2. And yesterday we had some nasty headlines about potential price rises for energy uh, going forward. So that's not a particularly good sign for the market and for the economy generally. We've also got the ACCC officials appearing at the Senate committee hearing. And the AGM season kicks off. Telstra kicking off today with their AGM. We've got Westpac Consumer Confidence Index for October. We've got the NAB September Business Confidence. In ABS data, we've got building approvals, household spending, and August overseas arrivals and departures. Meanwhile, in corporate news, uh, in the media today, talk about the push pay takeover by BGH Capital. That looks to be back on. It's a question, I guess, of price. Uh, certainly $1.60 has been mentioned, uh, but that does seem a little bit on the upside uh, there. Platinum Asset Management also has had their results out this morning in terms of those funds under management. And once again, we're seeing leakage from uh, the fund managers at the moment. And uh, we're certainly seeing that funds under management falling. Uh, they fell from $17.885 billion to $17.469 billion outflows of $172 million. Uh, this included net outflows from the Platinum Trust Funds of approximately $116 million. So it's not actually a bad effort really in September, uh, given the, uh, the falls in the market in September. So they clearly uh, escaped some of the, uh, the, the nastiness that we saw in September. Uh, PPT, Perpetual, uh, is interesting. One of the most shorted stocks on the ASX. Of course, Perpetual uh, in merger talks or a scheme at the moment, but uh, nearly 8% of that stock is shorted. And still media speculation that Tyro will be bid for by National Australia Bank. Uh, that's very much uh, the topic at the moment. The current bid is around 127. Stock price is trading at 151. So clearly the market thinks that NABS is going to buy that or there will be a higher bid for that company. And the Maya board has asked Solly Lou to stop creeping up the register or make a full takeover bid. Solly, of course, is trying to get more board representation. He now has 22.87% of Maya and the existing board not so happy with Solly. Uh, put up or shut up being the, uh, the the rationale there. Hastings Technology Metals, uh, they have uh, increased the size of their rare earth oxides at the Yangibana a rare earth project and now increased to 29.93 million tonnes of rare earth oxides. And that $8 sub-63. As far as our market goes today, well, we did have that 95-point drop yesterday. Spy futures showing a 12-point rise, but it will be cautious I suspect today uh, commodity price is not going to be doing too much for the metal stocks, uh, certainly gold under some pressure, and we might see a little bit of uh, pressure on those energy stocks and banks. Well, we'll see how that one goes, but the Aussie 10-year creeping back up to around uh, 3.95%, so that's not particularly good news for the market. We'll imagine to see REITs under some more pressure. And generally, a kind of a wishy-washy waiting day. CPI and U.S. reporting very much in focus. So we could see some company-specific rather than market factors at play here. But certainly nothing to go on overnight from commodities. 
big story, I guess, is that the Aussie dollar is under 63 cents. Question of the day today. How do you see the US reporting season panning out? Is the market too pessimistic about the outlook? Will we see a lot of concentration on US dollar strength effects? How do you see the US reporting season kicking off and panning out? Love to hear your thoughts and ideas on that. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.